0: Tom, I'm Kim.
1: And we are three old Reds fans coming to you from Studio 82, just down the street from our good friends at Beans in the heart of Cedarville, the birthplace and final resting place of Bumpus Jones. So, last week, guys, the Reds were trying to emerge from their post all star funk, as we talked about. And at least for now, we can consider that done, I think. <laughs> at least for now. All right, but before we talk about that and other relevant topics, such as our foray to 5th, uh, 3rd field to see the Dragons and very little of Anthony Scafani the other night.
2: We have Bumpus news. I'm so excited. Tell me more.
1: Tell you more? All right. So Bumpus Jones, as you know, a native of Cedarville where we all live and work, and he threw the Reds' first no-hitter in his Major League debut in 1892. Uh, episode 6, we talk a whole lot about that. There's also a video on our YouTube page, which has part of that um, discussion in a video with some pictures of uh, the cemetery. He's buried here in a cemetery on the north end of town. 1892, October 15th, he throws this no-hitter at the end of the season, his Major League debut, and it's 125 years. So, I got in touch with the Honorable... Bob Fudge, our mayor, and um, I said, "Hey, here's this Bumpus Jones stuff. What if we would you? What would it take to have like a Bumpus Jones Day declared?" We're, we're uh, messaging back and forth on uh, through Facebook, and he says, "Consider it done." <laughs> so we're gonna have Bumpus Jones Day on October 15th in Cedarville.
2: Man, it might it might eclipse Labor Day here. <laughs> that would be something.
1: Yes, we are the home of Labor Day. We have a Cedar Fest thing. Um, so, and we do all kinds of fun stuff with that fireworks, pancake breakfast, bingo in bingo. the firehouse. Bingo. There's not much, there's not a better night had in town <laughs> than <it's hard> to <laughs> bingo at the firehouse is our kill. Especially if you win. Especially if you win. Yeah, exactly. And I never do, but yeah. you have. So we're trading messages, and he knew about him, and he asked me first. Anyway, long long story short is Bob plays on one of these vintage baseball teams. So there's these vintage baseball teams. They get together and they play. They're like reenactors, kind of like Civil War reenactors, but they do baseball. And they play. They dress like 1800s players, and they play by those rules, and they use the right kind of baseball and the bats, gloves, or no gloves if they're playing like 1860s. They might not even use gloves. But... They get together and do this, and Bob plays on a team. And Bob goes by the name Bumpus when he plays because in honor of Bumpus.
2: It's amazing.
1: So I had no idea he knew anything about it. I said, well, wouldn't it be great to have an event around this? So he's working on getting his team and another team together, maybe have a game on that. It's a Sunday, October 15th, Sunday afternoon, Have a base, have a vintage baseball game somewhere in a field around here. And uh, have a good time and celebrate 125 years. So I don't know if it'll be the start of a tradition or if he can even pull it off, but he's working on it. So,
0: so is it too early or too optimistic to ask about a possible statue? <laughs> wow, of us, <laughs> of the three of us. Well, we there is that in our text too. <laughs> well, you know,
1: back in the 1980s, somebody did put a, a nicer gravestone at uh, his burial oh, site sorry. uh that was done i think it was back in the 1980s if that i remember little correctly rectangle we saw. yeah and i wonder it, who it did was, that um uh a guy named curtis hughes was involved that i read don't know anything about him yet but i'm working on that trying to find out some more information so at any rate that's kind of what we're doing with that and we're hoping it works out
2: so. really exciting. maybe we'll just set up back in the press box and we can announce the game
1: yes we need an announcer uh Maybe we need uh, a little uh, – uh, some, some concession, you know.
0: We can get a photographer to be there right, you know, just behind on an angle, of the umpire and the catcher and the batter taking photos. Yeah,
1: yeah. We would document this quite well if we can pull this off. So Bob said consider it done the day. He's going to work on the teams. And I said, well, consider me involved or, and us, yeah. whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll jump in. We'll help make this happen if we Absolutely. can make this happen. it be fun. it
0: yeah.
1: be fun. Uh, there's a team, Red Legs team, that he's going to talk to. Um, and see if they can uh, join us. So, pretty cool. So, I got some other topics. Uh, you know, the Reds this past week. I had some thoughts I wanted to throw at you guys. I heard somebody else talking about pitchers and thinking long-term. Um, we went to the Dragons game the other night. Uh, there's the Pete Rose stuff going on. What do you want to talk about next?
2: Let's talk about pitching. Talk about pitching? AD and dra- the Dragons game. Well,
1: we can talk about both things together, I guess, then. yeah. Right.
2: I mean, uh, we go to watch disclavani do his second rehab start, right? Third, if you count the Arizona league. Okay. Oh,
1: like a second. simulated game or something down there? Or did he actually pitch I, a game?
0: I want to say it was actually an actual game. I don't think it was simulation, but I don't know. Yeah, okay. But this was his second outing with the Dragons.
2: So he gets out there, and he's warming up in the bullpen, and all the teammates, remember, were lined up watching him, watching a major league warm-up, a major league pitcher warm-up. And then he gets out there on the mound and looks like he belongs less than rookie. Lelouch. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it was eight runs in his third of inning.
1: Yeah, twenty some pitches, maybe twenty three. Did give up three home runs. Three home runs. First four batters was there were two doubles and two homers within the first four batters, so that was kind of crazy. Um, So yeah. And then he gets pulled,
2: and they say he had um, what was it? Tendonitis. elbow, Elbow tendonitis. Elbow tendonitis, which. It sounds kind of funny that he would say that after he pitched, but it seems like that would show up in the bullpen.
1: Two years ago, I think it was, he did a rehab there, and I actually uh, was um, doing some of my freelance work that night for Daily News, and he he pitched that night, and um, he pitched his three or four innings, whatever it was, and those guys bolt. They don't stay for the whole game. Um, So... I went down with a couple of the TV guys and we're down there interviewing him after the game and he's like, I feel great. This was great. Well, the next day, the news is he felt something. Hmm. So, you know, I don't know, you know, or maybe it didn't show up till the night. Maybe he was still on adrenaline and it felt fine. And the next day he woke up sore or Mm -hmm. that night, something, something was bothering him. So he's just, you know, he's good. We've seen him pitch well. But boy, he's just having trouble staying healthy. Yeah. So, I hope he can come back and be a starter. You know, th- this continues. Is this going to be a guy that's going to have to go to the bullpen or something? I hope not. But
0: I've got a question for both of you. As I as we heard the news and immediately thereafter Twitter was ablaze with, okay, Tommy John surgery, you know, we're looking at surgery, and then we hear the news of what you shared, the, tendinitis, it's the not, a Yeah, it's
1: not a UCL issue. And so it's,
0: okay, well, maybe he doesn't need surgery. But how many times do you hear of a pitcher having to go on an extended break, extended rest, and that was the actual end of it, and then they came back and pitched fine? In other words, do we think he'll have to have surgery? Do most pitchers in this situation end up having some sort of surgery?
2: Uh, Tendonitis is different than...
0: Isn't I'm it? just talking about the, the, the types of injuries he's had the past year or two. You
1: feel like surgery's coming eventually. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm
0: afraid of. Yeah. yeah
1: I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be How surprised. How many did
0: surgeries did Homer have?
1: Uh two, two right? Two. He yeah, had one just one. But they weren't the same. Just one Tommy John. Yeah, then...
0: it was a shoulder. But you wonder, okay, so I, I'm I'm comping I've hurt this, so now I put all this extra stress over here.
2: Well, that's a good point. I mean, once you hurt one thing it, it, it snowballs. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's
0: like a, a knee injury. Next thing you know, you're having back issues. Yeah,
1: exactly. I don't know what you're talking
2: about. <laughs> <laughs> I do. That's
1: exactly what. That's exactly what you have. Did you ever have any major arm trouble surgeries? I, I did think? actually.
2: I had shoulder problems. I, I uh, pulled my problem? rotator cuff. Yeah, I think it was because I mentioned to you guys before. I threw that split finger pitch, mm-hmm. and that's you snap that on the end, and that puts a lot of pressure on your shoulder. So I didn't throw many breaking pitches. The breaking pitches is what gets your elbow right. But that split finger is more of a shoulder thing. So. Okay.
1: Did you have no surgery? No, no, no. Just had to, did you have to miss half, yeah, I missed, a lot of a season? Or... Yeah,
2: I did. I missed a half a season. Okay. Sophomore year. Okay.
1: Somebody was telling me, I don't even remember who it was, but they were they were listening to radio somewhere and Hal McCoy was talking. And uh, Hal McCoy, famous Hall of Fame sports writer, Daily News, covered the Reds for three decades, still still does to a degree, uh, writes columns for Dayton Daily News and so forth. And he came out and, and he said something on there that I, I think makes sense as a red small market team because um, we didn't do this with Homer. We signed him to a big contract. Um, he said, let's get these guys in, get your five years out of them, let them go and, and start and, and keep having a, Almost ever, you know, you're not going to be able to pay him. If you get a real ace, you're not going to keep him. So, I think his point was, you got to have a big supply of pitchers all the time. Because what happened was we had a good starting staff for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the miners sort of ran dry on starting pitchers. Mm-hmm. So I think his point is, you're never in the, in your market. You're not really going to keep guys long term. You get a couple guys that are good you're not going to be like the dodgers and keep Kershaw and this wood guy and bring in you Darvish and maybe even try to sign him to keep him around. You're not you can't do that. So pitching has to be you got to have a lot of guys in there all the time realizing 5 years is what's the guys through 5 years if he's any good, we're going to lose him.
2: Yeah, but the Reds do sign they have they have two or three high ticket guys. So you could keep one or two of those great pitchers. You could. You All right, could. so Hunter Green. Let's say he's three years in the minors,
0: and then he comes up to the Reds. Is it five years from that point? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He's so, declared a rookie, right? Well, so, you can't argue with the Dodgers' success. You mentioned L.A. and pitchers, and you didn't even I, – I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Ryu, R-Y-U. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty I good, I mean, too. He, he's very effective. Yeah. We take him. It's
1: just, it's just a long-term view, I think, of, yeah. like, we're not going to be able to keep maybe one guy, but look – you know, we did it with Homer, but Homer hasn't worked out. It's not his fault. He, you know, right. you have injuries, you have injuries, okay? Um, I can't really blame I don't. I'm not one who just blames the Reds and say this was an awful idea. At the time, it seemed like a good move.
2: Yeah, they put their chips on Homer. Yeah. Of all the guys they well, had.
0: You know, there's also been some data out there on Twitter that Cueto had, had many injuries that year. And Bailey had been a workhorse. So when you go back and look at the actual innings pitched and the effectiveness and DL stints, Homer made sense. Take out even the two no-hitters, Homer made exactly. sense. Exactly, he seemed like the sturdy guy. At that guy. point in time. And, and you have been uh, right on with, and, and I think I tweeted one night uh, one of his good games, he pitched that inning. He was a pitcher. Yeah. We have a lot of throwers, and Homer has because you know, he came up really, I don't know if he came up early, but I remember when he came up, all the hoopla about him, and I was in South Carolina. I don't know where I was. I think, I don't know where I was. But he came up, and he just, it took him some time to develop. But he's truly developed. He is. And, and I think if he hadn't had these injuries,
1: he'd be a guy with a... He'd be a workhorse. He, he'd be us. a workhorse. He'd have a, uh, an ERA in the low threes or lower. And you know, and he, he give you a chance to win every time out. So anyway, it's just something. I don't know
2: about the five year thing. I though, just right? I just heard that.
1: I wondered what we. I just wanted to talk about it, think about it. Is that a, is that a thing that a team in a small market should do, or, you know, I, but I think we what we learned when we had Cueto, Bailey, Leek, Latos, Arroyo. That ain't gonna last very long. It's gonna you know you're gonna get two three years of that. And if you trade a bunch of pitching prospects for stuff, all of a sudden, when a couple of those guys get hurt, or, or all of a sudden, and, and, hey... Who do you replace how, them how, with? There's been plenty of starting pitchers that have a couple good years, and then they're they're no good anymore. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. They've got to really, I think, work to always be... Deve- I don't think you, you can... they got to have the attitude you can't develop enough t- too many yeah. starters.
0: Yeah.
1: Because you're going to need them. And I think... They fell apart. I think they. I think that thing kind of got real thin for a while, and now oh, we're did. now we're paying for it. We're paying for it. We got all these guys at once instead of a little fewer at a time. It, it's kind of like when in a high school team, where you get a a thin class for football or basketball or whatever sport, and it affects you when those kids are juniors and seniors. You're not as good. It's because, a good analogy because you don't have. You're putting more sophomores out there than you ought to especially football, that's kind of a sport, because it's such a numbers thing. I and mean, when you have those thin classes, you, you regress a little bit. So they've had like this thin class of pitchers that they're all still kind of rookies.
2: I think what you're saying is you want your four and five pitchers to be the ones that are developing. You don't want the one through five. <laughs> to yeah, that's what we're doing now. Yeah, it's been an audition year. So It's a good point, Jeff.
1: Yeah, something to think about. Well, I'm
0: hoping for him and Papa Mesoraco, that, like I said last night, they can spend this off season getting ready for the next season, rather than rehabbing to get ready to be at spring training. So you can start slowly. We'll, we'll see. Because Homer still going ninety seven miles an hour. Oh, yeah, he's still throwing hard. Yesterday, his pitch was, he wasn't just missing; he was missing. Yeah, and and a lot. You're going to have that, and that's why. Okay, he said one good back-to-back outing at Colorado and Arizona. That's it, so, you know, at the end of next year, both he and Masarocco, I think that's very telling. If they're not back to where they're, forget serviceable, but a good, positive contributor, then you've got got decisions to make, because (laughs) Masarocco right now has no trade value whatsoever. He looks lost out there. He looks lost behind the plate. And, yeah. and Tucker Barnhart's taken advantage of it, thankfully.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's played pretty well. Okay, um, so anything else about the Dragons game? Uh,
0: uh, the fact that the uh, trivia master <laughs> got up there and answered six out of six questions correctly. Yes. Now, what's ex- what's exciting he's for me... He's speaking of me, He's speaking of Jeff, yeah. What's <laughs> exciting about that is that Jeff already had his millions... He already had his T-shirt. He was going to get a T-shirt if he went oh for six or six for six. Yet That's you right. still excelled. You That's didn't right. look at I the did. prize. You didn't look at the pay. You went with the hard work. I didn't mail it in. <laughs> not not even close.
1: So it was it was uh, TV show theme songs from like you know
0: seventies and eighties, seventies and eighties, and even yeah. before with uh, Mister Rogers.
1: Mister Rogers and. Uh, I love Twilight. Lucy. Twilight Zone, Jeopardy, yeah. Young and the Restless. Uh, I love Lucy. There was one other one. I can't think what the sixth one was. But... Cops. Cops. That's yeah. the very
0: first one. It was the very one. first
1: one. I said, "Oh, Bad Boys." That's the song. He's he no, what show? I said, "Oh, oh, Cops," <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I probably never watched, but I saw enough promos. And for. the people around you were shouting out. Yeah, cops well, or... they were they were shouting, but I there was you, only you most of them. You said Mister right? Rogers might have been the only one I wouldn't have come up with on my own, but all the others were easy. Uh, actually I love Lucy. Nobody was shouting that one out. I, I that was that was all me. And
2: well, he looked the, great on the big screen. Jeff did, was very yeah. photogenic.
0: <laughs> and I mean we, we got the tickets were a gift for us. Yes. Uh, we found of a way to get some, of chicken from Roosters. Yeah, we found Tom a way, went back get, for seconds. We so found did, a way to
1: get some free parking. You got the, yeah. <laughs> we won't, talk about, we won't talk about
0: that, but we found a way to get some it free parking. Ni- it was, a, it was, a, it great was night. a nice night out. Beautiful weather evidently in Dayton it was but not anywhere else you're right it stormed yeah. yeah exactly
1: well that was a good time oh well, be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast app or at our home website at threeoldredsfans.podbean.com uh, communicate with us through twitter at threeoldredsfans and facebook uh threeoldredsfans uh, you can also go to our podbean site and become a patron or get there through our twitter and facebook pages uh we've we want to upgrade our, some of our technology do some on location shows maybe do a live uh, thing on Bumpus Jones Day how about how about that it would be nice to be able to do something like that uh, have some phone guests do live video whatever uh, you can support dollar a month a little more if you want uh, be, be fun uh, we'd love to get you involved uh, we'd like to hear from people more on Twitter and Facebook uh, we get some retweets some likes and a couple questions now and then from people um, but uh, we'd love to converse with you more on that so Last week I asked a question: Is the funk over? And you guys were like, No. Yes. No, it's not. No, no. <laughs> I said yes, and it was looking pretty good in the week. We're three and three since that. If you include that was Monday night. If you include the Sunday game the day before, at four? Miami was it? Yeah, we're four and three since last Sunday going into tonight. We've escaped from that. We haven't become the Dodgers by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not even close. But well, they won 43 out of 50 games.
0: If they won last night, it'd be uh, yeah. 44 yeah, out of 51. They're, they're
1: unconscious. Yeah, yeah, they are. For now,
0: like I say, we're out of that funk. Um, what did you see last week you liked? I, and we've talked about this, we stop what we're doing with Votto. Even tonight, first at bat, RBI single. He, in his average after his first at bat tonight, is back up to three fifteen, which is basically where he was for the All Star break. And it's nice to see him back. Mm-hmm. Twelve um, straight games, but
1: yeah. then nobody. It's like a couple games here that they've lost. He, oh, well, he hits a three run homer the other night. And we don't do anything else yesterday. Yesterday, and then one other night he knocked in a run
0: early in the game, and then we leave the bases loaded. So, I like. Winker, I like that. Winker is going to play. He's going to get at bats. The guy can hit. Even Castillo this week, he, he left with a two to one deficit, yeah, and the bullpen okay. came in, and gave up two runs, made it four to one. But there has been two or three games. I remember two for sure, where he has battled, not had his best stuff, and he gets into the sixth or seventh inning, and the team, and he's only given up three runs or so. Has and he the team had an awful game? Has a chance.
2: Is he? Has he got, had a game where he just got blown away? I don't, think, I don't so. think so I don't he think hasn't, so he it? hasn't had one of those like a, like a Homer I, or like or Homer did what well, his night. first game
0: against the Nationals where he had five innings he gave up five walks or something like that it and, wasn't great but it wasn't like but he left with the lead and a, and the, the bullpen, bullpen blew it Yeah, you're yeah. yeah. playing the Nationals but yeah. he has been just a joy to watch yeah I agree
2: Winker Winker I'll tell you I think he has a slow bat I think he's got a big slow swing I think he's going to have to work on that if you watch him um, I think you could get him high and tight with some heat He's he's got a swooping left handed swing. Right now, you know his difference
0: in his average and his OBP? About hundred and eighteen points.
2: Mm-hmm. That's good. I
0: like he's, the he's fact got great on base skills. On base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we don't have that with a lot of guys. What's been disappointing is Jeanette. He has just been struggling big time.
2: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he is. He's two for twenty, they said. Yeah, he's, he's
1: slowed down. Well, maybe playing every day, you know, maybe it's time yeah. to give him a you know, you know, Peraza. Actually, with Cozart out, Praza wasn't terrible. He was had some decent games. But shortstop um, his, he was. Well, just well he a struggled in up. the field. I'm talking about the play. Yeah, he he. It's like he hadn't played shortstop
2: in a long time. Little league plays <laughs> out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, just not good. Um,
2: Moving guys around though, that's hard. It me? is,
1: it is. But maybe, maybe uh, if Jeanette doesn't snap out of it soon, you might see a little more it, platooning there. A little. Billy's hit a little better
2: last mm-hmm. week. So um, Yeah, he's to, been better
1: since the break.
2: Got a triple tonight and so let's see if he keeps that going. He's mm-hmm.
1: pounded some balls into the ground through the infield and gotten on base and he hit that home run that one night and which is unusual. But
0: I okay, got one yeah. more. Wojciechowski. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's a pleasant surprise right now. Well,
0: he he did well in that start. To, yeah.
2: Got the win. Are we talking about his last two appearances? AJ Wojciechowski? Yeah. Well his Asher. last Asher. His last Four he's, or he's five been have been good. Yeah. I can only remember the last two. Well, the last
0: one he started and got the win.
2: Yeah, right. So he and, and he, the one and before
0: the, that, he pitched three or four innings yeah,
1: in relief. He he's been since I brought him back up. He he's been giving up been one solid. He's okay. given up one run. And he's in had like, like my, seven or eight appearances in a row. And before the given,
0: start, I think in twelve innings, he gave up one run. Hmm. Well, they one, I think
1: the one thing I heard him talking about was uh, um, Brantley or one of the guys on TV. When he started the other night, he pitched – he came in as a starter and he pitched like he was coming in in relief, going after guys, you know, because that's how he was in the relief roles. They thought he would he would come in, attack, and not mess around, and he had to take that – he took that attitude into his starting role. And so maybe, um, you know – Maybe he'll be a pretty good pitcher down for us for a while. Who knows? I mean, it's 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 you never know with any of these guys. Right. But...
2: but really, the the one that we feel pretty confident about, the only one,
1: is Castillo. Well, right? he, he seems like the ta- the yes. talent.
2: Romano has had some rough, couple rough starts, but he's got more promise too. But Castillo is it's him and everybody else.
1: Yeah, I mean Stevenson was pretty good his last time in a starting role, yeah. but I felt bad but, for him on that know. time. Yeah. But you don't know. He consistently Well, he done left it. that
0: game, Was it, bottom of the sixth, 3-1 lead. And for whatever reason, Price took him out. And, yeah, and... Lorenzo came in and promptly gave up two hits, and the game was tied. Yeah, he was he's tied. had
2: some rough outings, too, Lorenzo.
1: He has lately. I don't know. You know, they're talking about – thinking about starting next year, looking at, at least looking into it. So we'll see what happens with him. But he's been – it's been disappointing to see him struggle. I mean, I, I would – you know, we were talking about is he regressing – or is he struggling? I don't know if he's, you know, he's I, not moving forward. He's not moving forward, but so they say if you're lukewarm, you're not hot. <laughs> you're not really lukewarm. Yeah, you're cold. Yeah. I mean, it's a It depends on how long it goes. If if he pitches like this the rest of the year, I'd say he's regressed. If he starts to come back around, then then he struggled. I guess in time we'll, we'll,
0: we'll know. I'm interested to see if we bring up Tyler and Molly when they expand the rosters because he's just performed well both at Pensacola and Louisville this year. I, I wouldn't be surprised
1: giving bringing him up giving him a couple shots. Yeah. But I don't think they've been kind of I just think they've been a little bit they've been very measured with him coming through cuz I don't do think, think he, I don't think they thought of him as a super prospect when he showed up
0: and he's sort of become more of a prospect going. So, so is that him. why you think they so why, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, why do they bring Castillo up from Double A? No, they see the they see the talent. They
1: see more. They they see they see talent there, high level talent.
0: But did Molly had the perfect game, no hitter? Yeah. And several, oh, I should say, several two other games where he had no hitters late in the game. Yeah. But you know, they, they watch these guys with true and, and, and
1: look at them with a fine tooth comb, true. and so they see
2: who they pitch against, who they pitch and against, have,
1: and, and, and try to judge talent. But you know how hard it is yeah. to judge talent? It's hard. You don't really know. I mean, guys show up and uh, all of a sudden there's all-stars and the guys that were supposed to be never are. Yep. So it's, a, it's certainly not a science. It's, it's all about sabermetrics, really.
2: It's all about <laughs> sabermetrics.
1: All about it and EDPs. Um, all right, uh, Mr. Rose. Um, I'm okay. sorry, Jeff. Is He's th- your guy. Well, he was, yeah. I mean, he might you know i you know you can still have memory i think i still have memories of him playing and 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 enjoying watching him play yeah. but <clears throat> hearing some of these more new things about him and teenage girls and all that i mean that's just you know it, <laughs>
2: we knew he was never that great of a man but this is kind of a whole other level
1: yeah yeah this this takes it to another level and um you know the question. Some people are saying, you know, the Reds just need to kind of cut some tie, cut some ties with this guy, and um, right after they unveiled a right, statue, right after they did that, and of course yeah. the Phillies said, nah, don't come. They were going to do some special thing for him. I don't know what they were going to do. Exactly. Wall of Fame. Wall of Fame. So that'll probably never happen. Um, so yeah, it's disappoint. It's obviously super disappointing, and if the Reds do distance themselves. I don't blame them one bit at this point if they
2: do. Well, so. he's he's cemented himself from ever getting into the Hall of Fame with this. Oh yeah. Some people were voting for him before. Some of those voters may may no longer vote. Yeah, I think
1: I think that will be a consequence that um, he will go to his grave not going to the Hall of Fame and I don't think anybody his son and anybody else will ever see him in there. And agreed. That's I'm okay with that now, you know. It's like you, you know, it, I, I get <clears throat> you have a favorite player, and you want to defend, but at some at some point, I mean, I'm not. I mean, before he admitted the gambling, um, I was like, okay, maybe he didn't do it, but I knew that I knew that, the, you know, that he was very capable of lying about a lot of stuff, and knew that that maybe he really did, and so that was a that was a big strike, and then I think, um, you know, the Reds having opportunity to um, honor him, uh, at least within that organization. I was I was pretty okay with that, but yeah. But now, you know, if this had come out earlier in the year, that's, that statue probably never would have made it up. Oh, I agree. And there are people calling for it to come down. Yeah, but I read that. I don't know if that'll happen or not. So
2: well, the Great American Ballpark. Is on what street in Cincinnati? Pete Rose, Pete Rose Way. Will well, that remain. There's a lot of question marks now. Yeah, you know, it's
0: a shame because I, I love watching the old highlights and you hear Kirk Gowdy on the play by play and there's Pete crouching in that in his at bat lefty or righty making plays. The '76 World Series when Mickey Rivers was the was the you couldn't throw him out when he bun. So what did Pete do? Do you remember? Yeah, he halfway it. down right. the line and just. I think Mickey got on base one time, maybe two. That was it. Yeah, he didn't do much. And even then you see comments he, he uh, is attributed to talking about the biggest advantage you can give a pitcher is swinging at balls out of the strike zone. Just little comments that you, these little things that he practiced made him such a great player. And he didn't have the physical skill set, save an Eric Davis. Oh, no.
1: Or some yeah, of these players.
2: Judge. Yeah
1: so many players so it's Jim, right. it just he was the everyman. he's the guy who made himself a ball player
0: it it mars All it that. mars what we as true Reds fans think of yeah, the memory of him and those seventy teams and yeah. he'll always be linked to the the big red machine yeah. in the seventies
1: I can still appreciate how he played, but yes, if I don't see him hearing him talk anymore i'm not I'm not gonna worry yeah. about that. Um, is, what's Fox doing? Has Fox announced anything about yeah, cutting him loose? Or? I haven't seen
2: anything. You would imagine.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen him on there. It just happened last week. I don't know if he was supposed to be on this weekend or not, but I it may have may have missed that news. So
2: Okay. Right, speaking of players that you love to watch from the Reds, would you like me to do a throwback player? Please do. A guy that was fun to watch. Um, do you remember uh, the 1981 Reds? Do you remember anything special about 1981? Was was that the year that they finished with the best
0: record in baseball, two halves, but they didn't make yeah. the playoffs? Because yes, they sir. finished behind a half yeah. a game in
2: the first half and, and the a Bengals half a lost, game in the second half. And the Bengals half. lost the Super Bowl that yes, year. Yes, they did, as a matter of fact.
1: <laughs> and not a great year. I mean, we got there, but we lost. Again, so, we shouldn't have lost. So
2: 1981 was the strike-shortened season. Uh, and like you said, the Reds won both halves. Excuse me. Had the best record altogether, um, but did not go to the playoffs. This team called the Los Angeles Dodgers went, and they had some some players that we all know, Say, Garvey, all that crew, Yeager, and they, they won it all that year. But the reason I bring up 1981 is there was a right fielder for the Reds that year that was fun to watch. Do you guys know who might have played right field for the Reds that year? Was Dave Collins playing yet? Mr. Dave Collins... Dave Collins was the right fielder for the Reds. He's our throwback player for the week. Um, When Dave Collins came up, he was known as the fastest man in baseball. Mm. Ran a 9.6 in the 100. In 1980, the year before the strike year, had 79 stolen bases. Mm. Um, Guess what his career batting average was, Kim? 302. 272. 272. Which puts him in the oh, qualification. Well, he's, he's in the Kim Hall of Fame. Had had two of his best years with the Reds in seventy nine and eighty. In seventy nine, he hit three eighteen. Mm, in eighty, he hit that. three
0: hundred three. That's why I said three hundred two.
2: The only other good year he had uh, over three hundred was with the with the Blue Jays in nineteen eighty four, and he also still holds the Blue Jays record for numbers stolen bases in a season, which was sixty. Wow.
0: Mm. Which is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that split season in the first half of the year. They were playing the Giants one night, I think at Riverfront. They were winning like 5-0. The rains came. It was before the fifth inning wiped out the game. Mm. Were you there? That game fin- No, I listened to it in my room on campus. If that game is played, they finish in a tie in wow. the first half.
2: How about that? Wow.
1: Cut short by the rain like that. I There's a interesting thing in one of our baseball card nuggets that sort of talks about it. it has to do with rain. So that's Let's pretty Let's switch to the baseball. Are Let's you done yeah, sure. with Dave? The Combs? only other
2: thing I was going to say is he actually was a baseball coach at Anna High School after he retired for a yeah. few years. Yeah.
1: And he also coached did he not coach basketball? He did. At Mason High School while he was a player this, during the offseason?
2: This, maybe. This doesn't have that in Wikipedia. But, but don't you remember that? But he did coach basketball at Lake Orion High School in, in, up in Michigan.
1: Okay, I thought he so. coached around in Mason, too. Maybe, maybe, he, did. maybe he did. I don't know. The, the memory's a little fuzzy, but I remember something <laughs> like that. He coached at Anna High School. He a baseball did. coach. baseball coach, three years. They've had a lot of good teams up there.
2: Yeah, Small 92, school. 93, 94. The home of
1: the Rockets. All right. Green, aren't they? Yes, green and white. All right, baseball cards. All right let's start with John Curtis a pitcher for the Cardinals these oh, are where was that these are 1976 cards oh he was a guy who pitched for the Cardinals there's his picture lefty it's the, it's the uh, he's a lefty with like the jacket on under his yeah you yeah. know this, this looks horrible um he's got like a ball cap sticking out of his back pocket it's, And the, one it's on the, his head it's the and, and on his head it's the it's the fake action shot where he's uh, after he's released the pitch and he's looking up at the camera so to speak. So, on the back of this card, he's pitching for the Cardinals at this time. The eighteen seventy six Cincinnati Club was the first team to play twice in one day, so the first doubleheader in nineteen or eighteen seventy six. So, and Bumpus I got,
2: was not even born.
1: He Close probably, to he was it was probably born. He wasn't playing yet. So, from the Hardball Times websites where i got some information about this it was on september 9th the hartford dark blues hosted and swept two games from against the cincinnati red stockings 14 to 4 and 8 to 4 neither of these teams these franchises would exist five years later okay so i would i didn't know about this and i'm going t- to do some more i want to do some more research there's probably a book to explain some of this um, the Cincinnati Club played its last game in 1880. They'd been bad. They'd skipped out on league dues and stuff. The current Reds are a different entity. Really? Yeah. So we hear about 1869, but I think that was this team. And then... They disbanded. This team that we have now is a different entity than the first team. So was it the team former
0: that team that was part of the American Association? Yeah, it's this, this one now.
1: Okay. The The current one... Um, they were born in the American Association, which is the precursor to the American League, but they were transport. They transplanted to the National League, and that was in the point. 1880s. Yeah, um, at that time, doubleheaders were just makeup games. So regular doubleheaders started getting scheduled in the 1880s because they realized fans liked it when they got to see two games. So they weren't doing them on purpose then. So that's that's that one. Now, you
0: thinking the 18 run game we gave up that the pitcher probably went the distance. The fourteen to four game. Fourteen to four game. You think is a good chance of the pitcher? Oh,
1: probably. Yeah. yeah he probably did. Probably did. Probably walked twenty guys too. <laughs> uh, our next card actually is uh, a guy who played a couple years with the Reds in '81 and '82. Near the end of his career, he was a pretty good hitter all along. Only, mm-hmm. only was kind of a regular player once or twice, but he was like a two seventy some career hitter. Another one of those guys, Larry Bittner. Bittner, double I, double T in his name. Huh. So at this point, in 76, he was a, an outfielder with the Expos. All right, so this is a related thing here. The lat, This card talks about the Reds and Pirates played three games in one day on, on October 2, 1920, okay, because of rain. And you mentioned that the Reds had played, got to play that game or make it up in that first half. And won it, or had been able to get five innings, then they would have been in a tie. We would have had to have a playoff, right? Well, that's why they played three games in case there was a tie, but not for that, but for, but for money at
2: mm-hmm. the end
1: of the season because of what place you would finish. So, oh. so what happened was this was the last time it's ever happened. The Brooklyn Robins had the; they were leading the National League comfortably in 1920. Okay, this is the year after the Reds. Beat the White Sox in the Black Sox series. The Giants were in second place. They were well ahead of the Reds, who were the fading World Champions at that time. Uh, they were 80 and 69. They were three and a half games ahead of the Pirates. So the Reds and the Pirates, Reds were at Pittsburgh for a three-game series near the end of the season. And then after that three-game series, each team was going to have a single game with somebody else, and that was it. So there were four games left in the season. All right, the Pirates' chances were slim, but if they got four wins and there were four Reds' losses, that would put them in third place by a half a game. And why did that matter? Well, World Series receipts, there would be a tangible reward for third-place players. So the teams that finished third got a little bit of World Series money. Okay, it wasn't much at that time, but it was more than nothing. Which, so that's why they did it. So the Friday game was rained out, okay? So they're three and a half behind with three to play, and there's no makeup dates available. So the Pirates' hopes were dead, right? Well, not really, because um, supposing the teams played a triple header on Saturday. So the owner for the Pirates, a guy named Barney Dreyfus, um, <laughs> proposed to the Reds' manager, Hey, let's do this. And the Reds say, Well, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Why should we play three games in one day just so you have a chance to beat us? Well, they went to the National League president, and he said, yeah, you're going to do this. So they played all three games.
2: Can you imagine so, that th- today, just deplete to a pitching staff for oh, the rest of the
1: week? Yeah, absolutely. But three guys probably went the distance. Right. I didn't actually look up the games to see who won or anything. I just thought the whole thing of why they did it was, was more interesting than who actually won the games. Yeah. But, but you know, kind of, kind of funny. Isn't that funny? Weather. I don't
2: think it was anyone's mind that a pitcher wouldn't finish the game yeah. back then, right? Yeah. I don't think that was even considered. Unless they were injured, I guess. Yeah, you know, if you're
1: getting getting hit around, you know, they'd they'd get you out of the game. But you were expected to go out and assume that, you know, if things went well, you could pitch the whole game.
2: I wonder Um, how many pitches they threw back then.
0: Well, like Chris Welsh said, back in the the 60s and 70s of the 1900s, your bullpen guys were guys not good enough to be starters. Right. So what was it like back then?
1: All right, let's do our uh, stumper. Does anybody, you got one? Don't you you do
2: the results of last week's first? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I get,
1: yeah. You got to keep me in line, Tom. What is it?
2: I I don't know. What was it last week? (laughs) Didn't
0: you have the trivia question? I did. I didn't have it. I had the throwback player, Ross Grimsley. Oh, I might have had it last week. You did. What was it? Oh, man, we're getting old.
2: Oh, man. I can't
0: remember.
1: All right, well, you know what? (laughs) Let's do this one. It must not have been that good if we can't remember. I think I came up with it on the fly, so it probably was. <laughs> okay, all right. Bucky Walters is the all-time Reds shutout leader with 32. Who has who has most as a Red since 1970? Shutouts. He's tied for 11th all-time for the Reds. The, the most, most shutouts as a Red since 1970. And he's had. 11? I'm not saying that he pitched for the Reds in 1970, but just this modern era since 70. He had the most shutouts as a Red,
2: we can, so we can guess off the air on, till right? now, yeah. So, we'll guess off
1: the air. Wow. Yeah, exactly. I will tell Good you. Wanna, do you know how many it is? You want to yeah, know? Yeah, how many? Eighteen. Hmm. I'm confused. I thought you said eleven. No, he's tied for 11th all time for the Reds. Thinking about we were just talking about guys. And he had this is a perfect question shutout? after our after our discussion he of guys pitching shutout? the distance. Yeah. For the Reds? For the Reds. Since 1970.
0: Since 1970.
1: Wow. wow. I know. It blows you away, doesn't it? So you know it wasn't really recent. Um,
0: it's not Ross Grimsley. No, it's not <laughs> Ross Grimsley. I
1: will, I will, I will tell some you that. It's an impressive number, but it wasn't. Because so, we were just talking about that, right? Guys, you don't go the distance that much.
2: Right.
1: Um, and so he's only tied for 11th all time for the Reds. Even though it's eight eighteen, yeah, which it shows, you it shows you before yeah. before that how much more t- times guys would go the distance and, and get their shutouts. Because how many times do guys leave now in the seventh or eighth with yep. with with no runs given up? Yep. Sometimes it happens. So all right, well Good we'll come back to that. Um, all right, we're going to do a quick analytic here. All right, W O B A. It's it's not it's not a women's basketball league. W O B A. It's a little W and an OBA. So what do you think OBA stands for? Uh,
0: On base average. On
1: base average. The W stands for weighted. Okay? Weighted on base average. It's it's designed, this is a fan graphs analytic. You ready for this, Kim? I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm the
0: oldest one of us. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: yeah. Measures a hitter's overall offensive value. So, what it does, it takes a bunch of stats, puts them together, and gives us a rate. <laughs> How do you like that? that? There's the formula. There's the formula. Now, it's be, it's more complicated than that, but I'm trying to make it understandable for it you. It takes a bunch, bunch of stats, of puts them, them together, together, and says, here's a rate, and I this got majors. It. You got, I got it? it? I
0: got it. All right. And it's all offensive stats, right? Nothing to yeah, do with feeling per No, no feeling. <laughs> doesn't
1: matter if you mess up a double play or not. It,
0: nobody, <laughs> is
2: there an Ewoba? No. <laughs> or well, Ewoba Plus?
1: No. no Not yet. Not no, yet. We, we might come up with one. All right? <laughs> uh, it's, it Uh-oh. shows how well a player contributes to runs scoring, which is the point of the game, right?
2: Yes. Scoring runs. But it's only hitting. It doesn't have to do with their base no, no, No,
1: no, no, no. I don't think so. It attempts to credit for the value of each outcome rather than t- treating all hits or times on base equally. All right. So what does batting average do? It treats all hits equally, right? Uh, does it not? Sure. Kim
2: <laughs> loves this. All right,
1: here, here you go. It's the same scale as OBP. So whatever you think is a good OBP, mm-hmm. if you say 400 is a really good OBP, well, 400 is a really good WOBA, too. I like calling it WOBA, don't you? I do. <laughs> I do. Okay. So if you have a good OBP, you know what a good WOBA looks like.
2: So, why do you need both? (laughs) Is that too too obvious?
1: Asking the tough questions. Too obvious. (laughs) Okay. The average player will have an average Woba of 320. So, use that as a. It's kind of like an average player has a 270 batting average. According oh, you're to some you're, people. you're agreeing with that? Well, now? pretty much. Would, well, actually, <laughs> that's it just the point. The of average reference? player. That point of the average player in baseball usually bats about two fifty five. <laughs> okay, but for you, it's two seventy. Hey,
2: for two fifty five, you can get paid millions
1: of dollars. Exactly. Yep, yeah, and play a lot of years. So three twenty. All right. Mm-hmm. So why is this better than OPS? All right. Mm. OPS undervalues getting on base relative to hitting for extra bases and does not properly weigh each type of extra base hit. This is what they're telling me. So, to, they say this is a better representation of offensive value than batting average, RBIs, or OBP. Not that you can't look at those and discern things about players, but they say that this number, because it puts all these stats together, I'm
0: going to tell you this is segment better than everything else. This segment, when our fans listen to the podcast, this is when they go to the bathroom.
1: Oh come on, <laughs> come on! If, I are my stats. age, keep, If we're, they're my age, we're, right? have, we're having, a lot, but we're having a good time. Woba. So remember, not all hits are created equal. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. So
2: does this mean that batting a, average assumes they are Go a ahead. higher slugging percentage person is going to have a better woba? Uh, maybe. I would think so. Yes.
1: OBP at least includes walks and hit by pitches, so that's why we
0: should include everything on OBP, right? That's it's all hit.
1: plate appearances. It's walks, uh, on base percentage, is hits, walks, and hit by pitches.
2: Sacrifices, Catchers no.
0: interference.
1: It does not count reaching on errors or anything like that. Sacrifices? It no, it's only. Alright, so it's, it's what now? It's it's getting walks, on. It's it's things that you earn in base on balls. It's it's things you earn to get on base. I mean, you didn't earn getting
0: on base by an error. What if you leaned into the pitch? Well, yeah, you earned that. When Buttermaker, <laughs> Buttermaker instructed, I can't remember his name, to lead that's it. A, that's Close, a Bad e... News Bears. The that's an I when you <laughs> lean into it. <laughs>
1: okay. We are out of control here. All right. OPS does attempt to combine the different aspects of hitting into one metric on base plus slugging, but it assumes some things that are equal that really aren't. So, in short, OPS is asking the right question, but they say we can get it a more accurate number. So WOBA is, they take weighted things. They look at how things are. In a season. Every season, you take a weighted number based on other stats and multiply that by unintentional walks, hit by pitches, singles, doubles, triples, and home runs, and then you, you, you add all those numbers together. And each of those is multiplied by a weighted number, and then you add them together. And then you divide that by the total of at-bats plus walks minus intentional walks plus sacrifice flies plus hit by pitches.
2: Kim, can you repeat that? So it
1: takes all this stuff and pushes it together. All these things we look at, it just puts them together and says, tries to arrive at a number that says, here's overall.
2: Okay, does it have the highest so WOBA people? Uh, I'm right. That's my next thing. I have, I have a so the you.
1: WOBA rules of thumb. Which is a lot like OB, which they say you you can judge it like you do on base percentage. So excellent is 400 or better. So I prepared this a week ago. I didn't update it today. So based on going into uh, last week, I have the 10 Reds hitters that have played, that tend to play a lot. Vado and Suarez. Two guys are over 400 in Woba.
2: Votto and
1: Cozart. Votto and Cozart. Hmm. 417 and 407 for Cozart. Okay. It's pretty it close, went. really. So, that's, yeah, so their OBP, Votto's OBP is 428 as well, but 417. Cozart 402, 407. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next is anybody 370 to 400 is considered great. We got one guy in that spot going into this past week.
0: I would have guessed Suarez, but Scooter. Okay.
2: Oh yeah, because he's still at three hundred five. He's still yeah. No, he's he 200. probably he might have dropped below he that just by shot? now.
0: He's below. Yeah, he's just below. He came people. in tonight's game hitting two ninety two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he might
1: be down a little bit. The next level is above average three forty to three seventy. So we have one guy. We have two guys above average in Woba. And go ahead. Suarez. You're going to get it right eventually. Suarez, Suarez and Duvall. Duvall. All right, 352 for Duvall, 349 for Suarez. Then we have a guy who is, at average, 320 or better. One guy between 320 and Ships. 340, Shevler, 326. Okay, so even though his batting average was down to 228, which is definitely below average, his WOBA, which is contributing to run scoring because of his power and some other things, and is pretty good on-base percentage, is in the above average category. So he's a little better than you think. If you just look at him by his batting average, you think, oh, the guy's terrible. But when you look at some of these other numbers, you realize he's still, even though the batting average is down, he still has contributed a lot. But, of course, if he can get, his, if he can start hitting the 270, 280 range, just think what his number, other numbers would be, and he'd be really good.
2: So theoretically, if I take the Reds' average WOBA, <laughs> and I take the Dodgers' average, Woba, Yeah, you're going to see the Dodgers score a lot more runs than the Reds. Yeah, they probably have, and
0: I haven't, I don't have those numbers. So what's frustrating heard. is our leadoff hitter has not been mentioned yet. No, he has
1: not. For the sake of time, um, the next level is below average, 310 <laughs> to 320, and Meseraca was at 317. Our next is poor, 300 to 310, and we have nobody in there. <laughs> uh, the awful range... Of two ninety to three hundred, we have Tucker Barnhart and below two ninety, which they don't even list as a but so it's awful plus. So Billy and Jose. Billy two seventy eight and Jose two sixty five. Wow. So they're not contributing now, to the run scoring if you if you like this okay, but, stat.
2: But he is
1: leading off. Well, you know, I keep I how many times have we said it? I don't know, I've said it. I don't know if you agree that I mean, I think he's a legit big leaguer. He's just mm-hmm. not a legit leadoff hitter.
2: Yeah, I mean, because he, he's an elite after outfielder. the first inning. First innings is inning. Oh yeah, he's
1: like 340 or something.
2: Yeah, I think you know, like a seventh hitter especially he'd fit great at that slot spot. Yeah,
1: yeah. So anyway, little mm. Woba education.
2: I Wub it. You Wub it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my. Okay. Well. <laughs>
2: This is one for the history books. It is. For, exactly. I feel like I was
0: in Larry Zavodny's class. <laughs> <laughs> or as Grant would say,
1: Mr. Zavodny. Mr. Zavodny. Yeah. Yes. All right. I bet he never thought his name would be mentioned on this podcast. <laughs> and I'm sure he'll never hear it or know that <laughs> yeah. it was either. Okay. Um, well, anything else to add this week? Any other
0: brilliant insights, things you wanted to get off your chest? Hunter Green makes his debut tomorrow. Oh, does he? DH. He's uh-huh. still a couple of weeks away is from pitching. is that right? But they're going to have him DHing tomorrow. Yeah, well, that's he, an interesting in sign. Billings. Mm-hmm. Still in Billings. That's yeah.
2: an interesting sign to have him DH. See? Sinsel still the DH seems DH is to be, a good thing.
0: Sinsel still seems to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, I, yeah, tweeting <laughs> our, our Twitter account. Tweeting with, uh, I don't know, if it was Mancuso or someone. Someone with Red Leg Nation. May have been Red Leg Nation. About the possibility, all right. The, the point was, don't move Suarez, and we all have seen. Yeah, I saw that. How, I saw. I how read how that article. How great he has. It was tweets back and forth. Too. Well, I read that, I read his article. Him. Okay. Um, how great Suarez has been playing, and you saw that double play he turned the other night, where he got it five-four double no, play. that was nice. First that and was... second, no outs. Next thing you know, yeah, that was First nice and play. two outs. And so they're saying, okay, so what? What do you do, Sinzel? At either second base, where his freshman year, he DH'd and played, I believe, eight games at second base. Or, what the UT coach has been has advocated, is to put him at shortstop. Why? is does he
2: have shortstop tools? I mean, we don't know I, that. We don't know. Eva, Eva,
0: well, he's well, been a middle infielder, and undoubtedly in high school, well, he probably eight did games play. does not make you a second base. he's probably got the arm. Yeah. And so I'm sitting here thinking, okay. What about the old days of when A. rod was a shortstop? How you know the, the days of Dave Concepcion when he hit 14 homers and 82 RBIs? When you're like, man, that's unheard of. But if Sinzel can come in and play shortstop or play second base, it it would fit the puzzle better. It would if they
2: could if they could do
0: that.
1: So assuming I, we I just assuming don't want
2: we're going to lose this Cozart.
1: Yeah. Well, oh, I think we will. Me too. I think. Too. Um, I just hope that. Getting him figured out in another position doesn't mess with his head at the plate, but hopefully he's strong
2: enough mentally to to handle that. Shortstop's a pretty darn important position to yeah. throw somebody. Well, his you first got
1: year. Your, you get your three best defenders. What need to be where short, second, and center uh, field up the middle. I mean, that's where you got to have your three best guys. Catcher,
2: short, second, yeah. Yeah. Well, but you're. I don't see you coming up in your first year in the majors being a shortstop. First time you played shortstop. I mean that would. be oh, a, I
1: don't think he's he's not starting. He he's not in Cincinnati next April anyway.
2: No,
0: he's going to be in Louisville. Player control. Yep. So if you get him down there for say sixty games, and he plays uh, some in the off season, if he plays an off season, yeah, all give him a
2: year spring training. See how he does. Yeah. So why didn't
0: the Tennessee coach play him at shortstop? Did he have like a really good? I'm, shortstop? I'm sure he did. And he since so, it was entrenched at third, but it's like, okay, this kid could play shortstop
2: too. He did put him at short. Was his shortstop was injured for a while? Did he? Yeah, that was in the article.
0: I didn't read that. Okay. All right. Well, he does read. Just not anything. Not Not even yours, and Helmick (laughs) doesn't read mine now. (laughs) Well, we should say
1: John Helmick, our guest, a couple weeks, he went to the game with us the other night too, so. um, And he marveled at how much Tom and I ate from the concession
0: stand. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys are really going at it about – were you guys going to have some pitching? I was on the other oh, side. Oh, yeah, what were we arguing were about? Y'all, y'all were going at it pretty about good. LeBron, and Jane, the in about LeBron was Le- the, oh, James. About LeBron James. I went off on...
1: Michael Jordan saying Kobe was better than LeBron because he won five <laughs> titles. And we were going to. I'm finish. like, are you kidding me? You gotta judge it just on that. That's well, easy to do when you won six, and you can say you're better than everybody. Whatever.
0: What did a paying customer ahead of you say? She, she turned around. She's and like, she pointed it. She points. To- says, yeah,
1: she says, don't bother with these guys. They don't know what they're talking about. They haven't <laughs> known what they're talking about all night.
2: She was arguing about the Arizona Cardinals Why is it the Cardinals name? There's no Cardinals in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, can you don't reason. Really? That came
1: from yeah. They came from St. Louis.
2: Right. <laughs> She well, goes. Why would St. Louis have the Cardinals? So it doesn't have to be an association between the nickname and this city.
1: We have we have the Jazz in Utah. Yeah. Tell me why that makes sense. So um, that must have been when I was over doing being the big screen star, doing my trivia. It stuff. was. I
2: had a conversation with you. I think you were at the concession stand, one of the five or six times.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, join us next time for more exciting Reds commentary. Uh, we'll try to find something even more exciting than Woba to talk about. And hey, even if the Reds struggle, at least we can still have fun, right, guys?
0: Oh, well, right now, if the season ends
2: today, where's our draft slot? Third to last. The third worst record. Fourth. That's somebody... to well, third to day. last. Third to last. If it ended today,
0: we'd be, have the fourth pick. Okay. So I'm saying Luke Bartnicki, left-handed oh. pitcher out yeah, of Georgia,
1: a guy you know. You know his dad or you know the kid? Okay. Well, we'll see. Luke. Luke. The Force be with him.
2: Let's not start talking about the draft yet. Yeah, yeah. We still got to get through this year.
1: But maybe we will. All right. Well, we can still have fun. That's the point. And we can talk about the legendary Bumpus Jones if nothing else, right? That's right. All right. Well, until
2: then, no Reds. Go Reds. Go Reds.